Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. Trying to switch up like the tone and the like emphasis on words. Just not the words themselves. Yeah, that's the emphasis of how I say it. I remember when we started this, you hated those words. You wanted us to do anything different. And now you're the most rigid enforcer of the rules. I am not. Okay, that is clearly not the truth. The rigid enforcer of rules is definitely you, but that's fine. Okay. Anyway. On the Welcome. top, on the top of the show, like, yeah. like, subscribe, review, subscribe, review. download. You all can those email things. us at heatinguppodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, and yeah, find us at heatinguppodcast dot com. We're good. also very rarely on Twitter and on and Facebook. And we do have an Instagram that's never been used. Yeah, so yeah, good times. Having some trouble social media in moguls. That's what we are. Yeah, that's that's definitely what I want to be known as. Anyway, we, we really have to get on top of our crew of workers. They're really yeah, slacking. Right. They don't even know how to brand us properly. It's like they have some other job that they do. <laughs> Something like that. It's like they get paid doing it. It's almost things. like they're depressed about the concentration camps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. Already, you're just starting I can't off stop great. thinking about them. All right, let's move on. Cause Moving we're, on. We, well, here's the thing, Corinne. We do the news on this podcast on a fairly regular basis, and we've been avoiding it for a couple of weeks. So this week is going to be some it's news. It's getting real. So, you, I hope you have your Pepsi. I do have my Pepsi, then, thanks to your wife. Yep, then we're uh, pretty good. Well, but before we get into the news, Corinne, let's do our little roundup of you. Anything new, exciting going on? You um, were on a bachelorette party last weekend. Yes. Woo, living it up. Yeah. Um, we were going to have to cut this. I can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> Straight up, I can't fake, I can't fake it. We're going to have to cut this out. Okay. Don't even mention it. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that after, I guess. Yes. Since it's uh, well, here. what's new with me, I am currently obsessed with figuring out how to uh, make my very tiny apartment more comfortable. Optimized. Optimized. I'm going to pretend like I live in a little home, but really I just live in a studio apartment. Same thing. And uh, I hit my knee on my bed twice a day every day, and that's a conservative estimate. Uh, so my new thing is I really want to get a, like a wall bed. But I really want to get one that has the couch in front of it. So, and not to be confused with a futon, because the couch is a separate thing. But basically a futon. No, it's not. God damn it, Derek. It's not a futon, because I use my own mattress. So, it's just like a Murphy bed that pulls down from the wall. Do you normally rent the mattress in a futon? In a futon, there is no mattress, Derek. It's foam pads. It's not a real mattress. I have a real mattress I purchased at a store. Isn't like a sleep number mattress just foam pads? Lord, give me the strength. <laughs> anyway, in front of it is a couch. So when you pull it down, so like when it's up, there's a couch in front of a cabinet. And then when you pull it down, then you it's just like have magic. two like armchairs on the sides. And I could get rid of my couch, my little tiny like loveseat couch, have some more space for activities and uh, maybe not hit my knee. And then you'll be complete. Every day. Uh, and then uh, maybe... And then and maybe, maybe you'll start running every day. Maybe I'll be the person who wears shorts. Yeah. I don't know. Haven't done it in 15 years, but maybe if I don't have bruises on my knees, maybe I will. Yeah, who knows? Probably not, but it's possible. Anyway, so if any of our listeners out, out there, make wall beds with sofas in front. Hit me up. Yeah. Uh, you know all of our listeners personally is the thing. Well, maybe, Actually, no. We had some new listeners. Did we? I, I, we get a little website review of like where people are listening. If and there's I'm one in San Diego, it. it is my best friend. There so are, don't count that. There are a few, I think, in San Diego. But what I'm saying is we had listeners this week in Korea. We have listeners in England and somebody in Kyoto. Kyoto. Kyoto? Kyoto. 
Japan? No, Quito. Uh, isn't that Ecuador? Oh, how are you? How are you spelling it? Q U I. Oh, I thought it was K. Quito? No, we have. I definitely don't have any friends. Uh, no, uh, there. They've downloaded at least two episodes. This is again uh, English as a second language sort of thing. You know, maybe. There, and we have California accents, so that's that makes us cooler. Easy to understand. Is it compared to Southern? Because everything's a question. <laughs> it, everything goes up at the end. Exactly. Uppity talk, I believe, is what our mother call, called it. So yeah, listeners in uh, Korea, mm-hmm. in Ecuador, in England, and Scotland, all sorts of places. Scotland, we all hate Donald Trump. Scotland, yep. maybe more than even America. Maybe possibly more. All right. Well, Corinne, are you ready to get into the news? <sighs> Didn't you? Do you have any interesting stories you want to tell? <laughs> What's new with you? What have you been watching? Who you hate? What you eating? Uh, what I've been e- watching, I, I started watching this week because I needed something to just completely get away. Correct. I started watching uh, a show called Holy Moly, and it has no redeeming value, but it is the greatest uh, obstacle course slash mini golf <laughs> championship program on television starring Stephen Curry you'd ever see. I do not know how you can watch that. <laughs> it is mindless, it- but it's like it's like if you took like ninja warrior like the old school ones and then combined it with uh like mini golf it's all right it's okay (laughs) sure yeah okay that's what you've been into i've i've been binging that okay that's a choice it like i said is not great (laughs) don't recommend it not (laughs) a recommendation just what i've been doing doing. (laughs) i don't recommend people live like me (laughs) just saying that's how i've been doing it i'm not a role model right uh, other than that, just getting ready for the youth soccer season. But we talk about that on our other podcast. <laughs> Derek is looking for a coach. Yeah, youth <laughs> soccer podcast today. Um, okay, well, fine. I guess I've stalled enough. All Let's right. rapid I fire. Um, I have the news. I also have some like odd or just at least diversionary stories. Okay. So we'll mix it up a bit. That's all I can hope for, I guess. <laughs> All right, we'll start with the international climate news first, and then we'll come back to America. You ready for it? Sure. All right, this past June was the hottest June the planet has ever experienced in the last 140 years, at least. I will say this, it was not that hot in Sacramento. Planet-wide, not great. Right, okay. We had sweltering, record-breaking heat across all of Europe. We had relentless, deadly heat across the Indian subcontinent. We had heat waves in China. We had Anchorage, Alaska, reaching 90 degrees. Anchorage, Alaska? Yeah, it was, it's been crazy hot in June. And nine of the top ten hottest Junes have occurred since 2010. So nine, nine. out of nine years. I was like, hold on, one, yeah. two, three. It's an, odd, it's an odd statistic. That's how they put it. Nine of the top ten have occurred in the last nine years. Okay. How could you have a top ten... Well, one of the years isn't in the okay. nine, but that's because there hasn't been one. Uh, but that's what they said. That's so. a weird statistic. Yeah. Anyways, that surprises literally nobody who's listened to this podcast, though. True. So let's see. The most recent June was the 43rd consecutive June and the 414th consecutive month uh, with above average global temperatures. The last month with below average temperatures was 34 years ago. During so February, before I was alive. February of 1985. So if you were born after February of 1985, you've never experienced a below average month in your life. Never in my life? Never in your life. On average. The global average. Right. Yeah, good times. Fun. So we're going to start with that background noise. So not necessarily one disaster, just uh, just heating up. Uh, Just heating up. (laughs) That's right. All right. Now on to India. 
so we talked a bit. Uh, we've talked before about all the global heat waves that have been pressing down on India, and now it's monsoon season. So, Which will cool it all off, right, buddy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> More than 10 million people have already been affected by flooding in northeast India this week as heavy downpours continue all over the country, putting millions more at risk. Over 100 people were killed in parts of Nepal and northern India this week as heavy rainfall triggered flooding and mudslides across the region. The deadly conditions resulted in more than 1,400 people being rescued from flooded areas, while more than 75,000 are believed to have been displaced. Hmm. The monsoon low has been moving slowly across basically the entire country. Is that Uh, the name of the monsoon? Well, like the monsoon low pressure area. Okay. Dumping rain and causing risk of mudslides and flooding everywhere. The Assam Ministry of Forest and Environment told the public that 90% of the famed Kazaringa National Park in Golagat and Nagan districts of the state was submerged on Thursday. So 90% of this uh, national park was gone. More than 100 animals, including 11 endangered one-horned rhinos, were drowned. (laughs) (laughs) Daily rainfall of 24 inches, so that's two feet in a day, remained possible into the weekend. Downpours can trigger new flooding and slow recovery efforts in northeast India. Good, 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 good. Uh, so we mentioned the big June heat wave in Europe earlier, but uh, mm-hmm. Europe is now gearing ready for the July heat wave, which is coming. So they had a little bit of a break, and now it's coming back. Uh, less than one month after that historic heat wave, another far-reaching heat wave will affect parts of the continent. The upcoming heat wave will be very similar to the one that shattered records in late June as a storm system stalls over the northeast Atlantic, pulling hot air from northern Africa and Spain north and eastward across Europe. Weather could push uh, north of 100 degrees in places like Spain, while London and Berlin will be expecting highs closer to 90 degrees. But it's not just Europe locked in another heat wave. This week, the northeast U.S. is also getting some serious heat. Detroit, Boston, New York, and D.C. are all uh, expecting to get near record highs. The AccuWeather.com Real Feel Heat Index, which is a thing that they do, uh, which takes into account... (laughs) Feels like. Yeah, exactly. It takes into account humidity, wind, and stuff, and tells you what it actually feels like outside. Your bad mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Has the city of Washington, D.C. forecast to reach 110 degrees this weekend, with just two degrees shy of the real feel forecast for Death Valley. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, good times. Uh, the that's, aptly named Death Valley. Yeah, that's all over, like, and it's just the blob all over the entire Northeast. Um, but don't worry. After this weekend, relief is on the way in the form of dangerous thunderstorms and high winds. So... Okay. Uh, something called, and I'm not joking, Corinne, it's, it's called a drencho. What? And I mean, honestly, the meteorologists at this point are just not even really trying. They're just fucking with yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. They call it a drencho. Is now working its way across the Dakotas, Iowa, and Minnesota. There are more than 365,000 power outages in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan as a result of the severe weather as of Friday. It's expected to make its way into the eastern U.S. early next week, proving the old idiom about being careful of what you wish for. God damn it. All right, let's you do should have a- said that in your newscaster voice, like yeah. your local uh, TV voice. Proving the old idiom, be careful what you wish for. Right. People are like, oh man, I wish I had some rain. Oh no, terrible rain. <laughs> oh God, it's acid rain. Terrible stuff. Yeah. So we'll do a distracting story for you, Corinne. Okay, about that? good. Uh, a French innovator is going to attempt to cross the English Channel on a jet-powered flyboard. What is a flyboard? It looks like a hoverboard, basically. Uh, but he's flying around on it. He tested it out like a month or two ago on Bastille Day. And now he plans to cross the English Channel on it. A former jet ski champion and French military reservist who became known as the Flying Soldier after he invented the jet-powered hoverboard 
will attempt to cross the channel. Zapata is his name. He's 40 years old. Expects to cross in nearly 20 minutes, reaching speeds of over 86.9 miles per hour. He reckons he'll have a 30% chance of succeeding. Uh, he he reckons a 30% chance of succeeding? <laughs> Which means that there's a 70% chance he crashes into the ocean. Because I was going to like, I really hope he's got his affairs in order. Yeah. Not to be rude, but he knows he knows the risks. <laughs> he's going to he do it. He thinks 30% chance, but he's like, nah, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. Sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, Corinne, we should probably talk about Hurricane Barry. Barry? Yeah, Barry was the Barack first... Barack Obama strikes again. <laughs> Obama's America. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Uh, it was the first hurricane of the 2019 Atlantic hurricane season, which is this season, and it dumped heavy rain all over Louisiana as it made landfall last week. Barry, which pummeled the Louisiana coastline after coming ashore near Intercoastal City around 10 a.m. on Saturday, July 13th, had only a short stint as a hurricane as it quickly weakened to a still-powerful tropical storm several hours later. The storm prompted mandatory evacuations as it moved inland with 70-mile-per-hour winds on Saturday and resulted in tornado threats blocked off roadways and overtopped levees. Despite losing further strength as it pushed, as, as it pushed further inland, Barry continued to drench Louisiana, Mississippi, and other states across its path up through the south coast, central, north-central, and northeastern United States. In the city of Arkadelphia... What Arkansas. The, what? Yep. Where is that? Arkansas. Not Philadelphia? Yeah, Arkadelphia. Okay. Wow. There's also a place called Texarkana. I've heard of that. Yeah. Arkadelphia. And the storm dumped six inches of rain in just seven hours. First responders performed multiple water rescues, and at least one dog died after floodwaters swarmed the local humane society. Great. Yep. Barry joined Bob in 1979, Danny in 1997, and Cindy in 2005 as the only July hurricanes to make landfall along the Louisiana coast since record-keeping started in 1851. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, so the big deal with Barry was that because it is so early, like the, the systems that are keeping New Orleans afloat right now are designed to handle either the massive flooding that comes down the Mississippi every year or the hurricanes, because they occur at different times of the year. Normally, the flooding is done by the time hurricane season starts. But if it starts too early... But hurricane season is starting earlier, and as we know, it's still flooding in the Midwest. It's still flooding down the Mississippi. So the floodwaters are still super high and being mm -hmm. pumped out. And so you're getting this combination of both, which is just going to spell another inevitable catastrophe for New Orleans. Great. So... Barry luckily did not really slam into the coast, but the potential for disaster was there. So Barry, much like uh, the president, was a real centrist. Yeah. What? <laughs> he didn't do too much damage. He okay. wasn't too good. He wasn't too bad. Great. We'll go with that metaphor. Sure. Sounds Yeah. Perfect. It so maybe it'll like be Barack okay. Obama. When at first you get all excited about it, but in the <laughs> end it's a little disappointing. Is that what you mean? And then something worse comes along. <laughs> something worse comes along. Just set you up for the inevitable Hurricane Donald. Is that one? Donald Trump made it into my nightmares. I know the they other go day. alphabetically, right? Yeah, they do. So could be Donald Trump in your nightmares. He was in my nightmares. It. I can't explain exactly what was happening because dreams are confusing, of course, and boring. But essentially, I ended up. I was riding a bike and I was in front of Donald Trump, and I flipped. That's how him. you know it's a dream. because yeah. I don't think riding you've a, bike. a bike. And I f I flipped him off, and he laughed at me, and I was like, I can't even flip him off, right? He doesn't even care. That's true. Even in my dreams. God. Anyway. 
All right, you want a rescue I story? I do want All right, here we go. peppy here. A grandmother was found alive after being missing for five days in North Carolina. Yeah, this grandmother's daily walk turned into a five-day missing person search after her frightening disappearance. Uh, her grandson and friends decided to search one last time, and tragedy was averted. So uh, they had discovered that she was missing like a day or two after she had initially fell down. They didn't know what had happened, so they called the police, and they after tried searching. After she fell down? Well, what they did... Well, yeah, we'll get to that. So, sorry, let me... So this woman went for her daily walk like she does, and like a day or two later, her family came over to visit, and she wasn't there, so they got immediately worried, and so they called the police, and people started searching for her, and no one knew where she was. But there's like this woods behind her apartment complex, and they tried looking, they couldn't do it, they couldn't find her. Um, eventually, they kind of stopped searching, That the family never stopped, and so they went out that morning one more time to go find her, and about... A uh, quarter mile away into the woods behind her apartment, they found her face down in a creek. Oh, my. And so they immediately thought, like, oh, my God, she's dead in this mm-hmm. creek. But as they went over to her, she, like, raised her hand. Wow. And so she was alive. Yeah. She'd just fallen. Yeah. She later told the officers that she had just fallen while going for a walk. So she's in the hospital recovering. She's and doing fine, I seems guess. Seems to be doing fine. That's good. So five days face down in a creek. Life that could be worse. Hearty stock. Yeah. Yeah. So there and you good, go. Good on the teenage kid looking for his grandma, I guess. Yeah. He's going to get a pretty good Christmas present, I think. <laughs> I think, I think he earned so. it. He's earned a nice quilted blanket. Yes. Or maybe some... Maybe an Xbox. Applesauce. <laughs> applesauce. Applesauce. Okay. All right. Back to the bad news. Great. Almost um, done with the bad news? No. 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 Okay. Just thought I'd try. But we're kind of done with the weather news. Different maybe, type of bad yeah, news. Yeah. Different kind of bad news. How about good, that? Good, 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 good. All right, so let's start with this. Uh, our good friends over at the EPA. Oh. Uh, it, the EPA, of course, stands for Environmental Protection Agency. And I say that because somebody might want to remind them that that's what it stands for. Because actually they mean big oil. Yeah, because they have chosen not to ban chlorophyrus, a pesticide tied to children's health problems. Well, we can't pretend we care about children in America anymore, can we? Yeah. That's not a pretend we can do. It was the administration's second major move this year to roll back or eliminate chemical safety rules. In April, the agency disregarded the advice of its own experts when officials issued a rule that restricted but did not ban asbestos, a known carcinogen. The agency scientists and lawyers had urged the EPA to ban asbestos outright, as do most other industrialized nations. Do they? Does the EPA make a comment? We decided not to ban this uh, just because we're pure evil. Or Basically. what did they? Did they say anything? They're just like just didn't I'm think sure it. They do. We what don't want to put regulations on on the hardworking Americans. Is that what they essentially go with? Is that their route? Basically, or they don't say anything at all. They just bury it and hope nobody cares, or that the news moves on. So yeah, that's our that's the Environmental Protection Agency. Is that the end of the no. weather news? Well, yeah, we are like I said, we've already done the weather news. Now okay, so now it. I can say I want the news, not the weather. Oh. Okay, been <laughs> <Yeah>. waiting. <laughs> waiting five months for that. Well, in the last two minutes or okay. so, yeah. All right. Let's see if I have another good news story. And by the way, I was quoting the Together song, not any other version of that saying. So here's a, some more un- completely unsurprising news for you, Karen. A recent synthesis of over 1,700 studies into the effects of fracking figured out what anyone with half a brain already kind of knew. Fracking's super great for everybody? Yeah. In the words of co-author Sandra Steingraber, a professor of environmental studies and sciences at Ithaca College, the study, quote, looked at air pollution, water pollution, radioactivity, social disruption. We looked at the impacts on climate. And across all these data, we saw a plethora of recurring problems and harms. 
and we uncovered no regulatory framework that could avert these harms. So in other words, there <laughs> there's is, no safe fracking. Yes, there's no evidence that fracking can operate without threatening public health directly or without imperiling climate stability. So there is no safe way to frack. Who could imagine, Corinne, that pumping toxic chemicals into the ground, pressurizing them till they crack the bedrock so that you could remove more natural gas and fossil fuels wasn't going to be safe? It's natural gas, Derek. Yeah. So that's comes good. from nature. Healthy. You just eat it straight. Daily Organic. Dose. Yeah. So, yeah, surprisingly, no safe way to frack anything ever. How about transporting that fracked oil? Is there a safe way to do that? Yeah, I'm sure it's just easy and super safe and they never mess up. Great. Well, you know, with regulatory agencies like the EPA and whatever oh, else on top of it. The government sure. always trying to take down the rich man. With these, in these trying times, with the climate change threatening humanity, fascism on the rise again, and the continued wait for George Martin to finish the winds of winter, okay. one can be forgiven for taking solace in the simple things. Right. Things like building another giant fucking telescope on stolen sacred land. Okay. Wait, no, th th that's not forgivable. Sorry. Oh, got it. Got Messed it. up on that one. Who's building a telescope? But that is exactly what is like be a bunch of universities are trying to do in Hawaii where the contentious 30-meter telescope was set to begin construction at the summit of Mauna Kea, a site of intense spiritual significance for the indigenous people of Hawaii. So protests erupted again as the people chained themselves to cattle grates to prevent the construction. I did hear a little bit about this. Yeah, a buddy of mine actually went to one of the protests when they first tried to build this a, while, a couple of years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, he was there supporting the people that were protesting. And yeah, it's just crazy. So... Mauna Kea is an is the, like the tallest volcano or one of the tallest volcanoes in Hawaii and it is like a perfect site for scientists to put a telescope because the night sky is very dark like the weather conditions are good all this other stuff like the humidity at all is like perfect conditions but it's also one of the most sacred sites in Hawaiian culture. For, like, the indigenous people, it's a very yeah. uh, holy place, essentially? And, yeah, and most of this telescope would be built underground and so the the process of building it would imperil the aquifer, which is the largest water source for people living on Hawaii. So it's not just encroaching on their religious freedoms or liberties that America so loves to talk about, but also poisoning their water. Potentially, yeah. Correct. So both of those things are bad. It's a twofer. And it's a twofer. And here's the other kicker, and this is the thing like that really like it's a again, twist the knife, is that there are already 13 fucking telescopes on that mountain. Okay. They're like, well, what's one more, guys? I guess. I guess. Well, it's like, is enough enough ever? Never Jesus enough. Christ. Of course, we should also probably say that the United States only has any legal power to do anything in Hawaii because the U.S. government broke all sorts of international <laughs> laws and sent the Marines to overthrow an established monarchy on behalf of a bunch of sugar planters. <laughs> and I bring this up. Because it happened in 1893. Like, all the time you hear, like, that was so long ago. Like, you can't do anything about the pilgrims. But, like, 1893, they were printing license plates on cars. <laughs> like, Mahatma Gandhi was running around in 1893. This wasn't, like... Our grandfather was a gleam in our great-grandfather's grand eye. Yeah, people's grandfathers were alive in 1893. This wasn't, like, so long ago, guys. Well, most grandfathers are not alive, but... Oh, great-grandfathers. Yeah. Maybe one generation. There are probably some. Old people's grandparents were alive. Yes, definitely. This is what I'm saying. Some serious bullshit that America even has any right to do anything on Hawaii. 
And yet we say in a straight face that they have the legal authority to go build this thing on their sacred site. Is it that, like, uh, what do they they call that thing where they have the right to just take over land wherever? Imminent domain. Is that an imminent domain thing? I don't think so. I don't know the legality of it all. It doesn't really matter. Who's trying to build this telescope? uh, I believe there's a bunch of universities involved in it. Okay, universities. What's wrong with you? I know for a while, like, Cal Berkeley was one of the big ones, their astronomy program. And Cal Berkeley also notorious for, like, holding on to, like, Indian bones, like, robbing graveyards and stuff. All sorts of crazy stuff. But why? They Like I said, there's already 13 of these goddamn telescopes on that mountain. Who gives a shit about space, guys? We can't get it all together on Earth. Also, yes, space. Uh, here we go. I just opened the door. Sorry, guys. Space, space. But I have to say, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm agreeing with you. Here's the thing about space. Space, who knows what's going on out there? We can't control it. I know that much. And it's so overwhelming. I don't even like thinking about space. <laughs> space space is overrated okay, it's tell you too that. much i don't know what's going on out there there's no way to control it it's too vast it's too much also people really overhype space oh we're gonna move off of earth and go somewhere else that's some bullshit every time they find a new earth-like possibility planet it doesn't like, matter because we, we can't planet. get to it's it like 75 million light years away it's like okay so traveling at the speed of light it this would take current us 75 pl- million years to get there. This current planet, and whatever you find, is still going to be the best planet because it's where we came from. Yeah. It is exactly what we need. Yeah. And yeah, it, 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 not even again. this. That's all, all on another no, other podcast, uh, Anti-Space Today. Anti-Space. <laughs> I am anti-space. I agree. I don't even like thinking Although, about it. Did you see that the old astronaut punched that guy? What? Yeah, hold on. No, I did not hear about an old astronaut punching another guy. Yeah, so Buzz Aldrin, you remember him? Oh, went yeah, to the I moon. know Buzz Aldrin. He punched a lunar uh, denier, like somebody who denied that we went to the moon landing denier. That is the punched kind him of in news. The face. I... Yes. There's video. Have you Can not see seen it? this? No. Oh, absolutely. I haven't even heard so of it. So, as much as I hate violence, violence or no, I don't Do even it? really hate violence, I hate space. So as much as I hate space... This is something you can get behind. I can get behind Buzz Aldrin punching idiots in the face all day. So yeah, there's video of it. Oh, Let's, this is good. So here comes this guy. He's like uh, trying to like harass Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin's not having it. He's trying to walk away. Guy's staying with him. Yeah, he calls Buzz Aldrin a liar to his face. And Buzz Aldrin's not going to take that. Yes! And bam! <laughs> sucker punches him right there. So Sound good. goes out. Yeah, probably because no one wants to hear Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Also, I've got problems with a guy with a blazer and jeans with one hand in his pocket. I think he's trying to do like the Michael Moore look. I think he is, but from like a religious standpoint, but also he's trying to be cool. Yeah. Like, I got one hand in my pocket. Why don't you swear on the Bible? Dude, I bet you Buzz Aldrin don't give a shit about the Bible. (laughs) Mm, I don't know about that. He is an old white dude. That's true. But he did get a pretty solid punch on that guy. Oh, yeah, he did. So that's always good news. Buzz Aldrin punching an idiot. <laughs> also, Buzz Aldrin had a wonderful appearance on Thirty Rock. Don't know if you guys have seen it. It was very good. Where he's talks, uh, the moon is kind of out during the day. He's like, "What are you doing out here? You don't belong here." <laughs> it was really good. So if you've never seen that, pretty yeah, good. So I don't I, know much about Buzz Aldrin. I hope he's not horrible, but yeah. Also, he's got a good nickname. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Let's move on to other news here, Karen. Speaking of conspiracy theories, I'm ready for it. Yeah. This one's a weird one. So I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, Lawmakers want the Pentagon to investigate a bizarre conspiracy that the government weaponized ticks to spread Lyme disease. All right. The House of Representatives last week passed a voice vote 
an amendment authorized by a Republican or by Representative Chris Smith, a New Jersey Republican, authorizing the investigation into the quote possible involvement of the Department of Defense Bio Warfare Labs in the weaponization of Lyme disease in ticks and other insects. The the amendment directs the Inspector General of the Department of Defense to investigate whether the department experimented with ticks and other insects. If any evidence of an experiment is found, the Inspector General is then directed to determine whether the ticks or insects used in the experiment were released, either on purpose or accidentally, into the environment. Okay, so they're saying they did some sort of testing on the the ticks and they may have gotten out. One way or another. One way, whether it was on purpose or an accident. Yeah, and at first it sounds a little crazy. But then you realize the U.S. government has a history of doing this shit. Like, not to be a conspiracy theorist, because none of this is a conspiracy. But the United States released mosquitoes containing yellow fever in Georgia in 1955 on purpose. In Georgia the state or Georgia the... Georgia the state. The U.S. released biological weapons on the streets of San Francisco in the 1950s just to see what would happen. The government infected hundreds of prisoners with malaria, you know, without their consent. And, of course, we have the Tuskegee syphilis study. So the government has a long and inglorious history of experimenting on its own population without them knowing about it with biological weapons. So like, at first you think, the government, Lyme disease, ticks, that's crazy. And then you're like, well, on spec, it's really not so crazy. My thought was like, okay, but what would the benefit of that be for them? Because it's kind of random who is getting attacked by ticks. Like, it's not targeting a certain type of people. But who's getting bit by mosquitoes? They did that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's... It's a little weird, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, if you were to find out that this is true... It wouldn't I'd, be... I wouldn't be shocked. It would be, be like, a little huh. odd. I'm like, huh, that, that fits. It's on, it's on brand. Yolanda from the OC Housewives is going to have a good lawsuit on her hands. <laughs> okay. She's got Lyme she... disease or something. Great. Maybe I made that up. Hard to say. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got Lyme disease. Yeah. Well, Either way, so that's a little weird, but also maybe not so weird? I don't know. I remember actually being terrified of ticks. We went to North Carolina one year to visit family back back east, and uh, my mom was like, be careful, you know, wear long pants the whole time. I don't want ticks biting you. They got Lyme disease. And then, like, years later, you had gotten, like, one tick on your back. And I remember I'd been like, oh, my God, Derek's going to get Lyme disease. Oh, my God. And I was terrified as a child. And I'm, I have an un usual fear of ticks. I barely remember that. You got a tick and I was like, oh my god, he's gonna get Lyme disease. Yeah, I think I got it when I went camping, huh? Yes, yeah. I remember it. And I was terrified for months, really. Yep, still got it. Still got Frank. It. The tick? No, yeah. the tick got taken off. Yeah. I believe Aunt Nancy had to help you take it off. I, I got it on my back. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's I remember. about as big as a quarter now. <laughs> Shut up. It's a half dollar size tick on That's <laughs> great. Go on it's part of me now. now. Yeah. This is who I am. Maybe the lady from Dr. Pimple Popper can get it off you. Yeah, sure. All right, Corinne, we got one last story for today. Okay, let's hear it. So the right-wing leader of Brazil has condemned recent satellite data of Amazon deforestation, which shows that uh, the destruction of the Amazon has increased to a record high this past year while he's been in charge. He has called the unequivocally true data about how much <laughs> destruction is happening, quote, Untrue. lies. Saying, quote, the Amazon is Brazil's, not yours, and that he was... Fulfilling a mission from God ah. and defending his decision to name his own son Brazil's ambassador to the United States in what the pol- press politely called a wide-ranging press conference, but sounds a lot more like an unhinged crazy person ranting at a bunch of microphones. He started out by denouncing the press just generally. Okay, is, is this Donald and, Trump? Well, well Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro, Bolosnio. I'm gonna. How do you even say this guy's name? Who cares? 
if he's not he's not a good person no he wants to get his name right yeah he's the fascist that's running brazil he was elected shortly after trump he's good friends with trump he likes trump he's brazilian trump he's brazil's trump uh but yeah so he started with the general uh, denounced the whole press to the press's face correct then you go on and tell them yeah Uh, But he was also kind of in a good mood, apparently, according to this report. And then it changed when people asked him about the Amazon. And he started to act uh, unhinged, it said. He started to just stare straight ahead and scribble notes on a napkin, is the quote from the... Nobody gave him paper. I guess, like, president of Brazil doesn't have any paper. Uh, Even though they're deforesting the Amazon, no paper. should have plenty. Just got a napkin. Uh, Recently, he uh, declared plans to open indigenous reserves some of the le- best protected pr- uh, parts of the Amazon to more mining. Uh, yeah, so he defended that plan. And uh, yeah, good times. So the Amazon rainforest being I'm surprised he didn't go like, you know what? Amazon is growing. We're getting huge. And getting he's like huge. referencing Amazon the company or something like that. <laughs> no, he basically is like, if we were deforesting the Amazon, I'd know about it. <laughs> and be yeah. like, but this report is telling you about it. And he's like, lies. Lies. It is straight up Donald Trump. <laughs> it is. Straight terrible uh let's see i do have one other bit of random news i let's guess let's get to the random so staying on brand with the type of nonsense we like to talk about on this show corinne mm-hmm. tigers I, there's a video of an in- pretty ingenious effort to rescue a jaguar that fell into a mu- into a well in india okay yeah Did, is it successful yes it is okay. successful <laughs> i wouldn't this wouldn't be good news <laughs> you so, said it was odd news you didn't say okay, it was good fair. news all right i would I'm never t- i would never bring you a story about a tragic death of a jaguar to yes, slowly drowning you would. As well. yes you would <laughs> never i love them too much okay let's see it uh no so this jaguar falls into a well in the small village and the villagers to their credit want to save it but you got a problem because you can't just go down there they might maul you and get it yeah because you're gonna get your face bit off by a mm-hmm. real pissed off jaguar mm-hmm. so what they do is while they're trying to figure out a way to effectively get the jaguar out and not murder them they'd like lower this board in and hold it on both ends so like it so that it basically can sit on the board and not mm-hmm. like have to swim the whole time mm-hmm. to like give it some relief. rest yeah yeah and then while they do that they figure out a way to like attach a box because it's a big well it's not like this not like you think of like a little wishing thin, well yeah so they attach like a cage with like a quick trap door on the front. So they just got to get it into the cage. So they just got it in and then remotely close the door and then they drag it up. So. Let's see the efforts yeah. of the good people. Yeah, so you can see the jaguar down in the hole. Sitting on the little bench. He liked it already. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to go down there into the no, pit with no, the jaguar. No, you don't. Yeah, jaguar's trying to jump out off of the board, but they get it up there. Beautiful animal, but yeah. So they uh, took the leopard. They ha- were like treating it for dehydration and exhaustion. They didn't just want to like release it back out there, but it will be as soon as it's... Uh, like in good health they'll release it back into the wild that was very nice that animal was furious yeah but you would be i like that it's furious because animals you see in the zoo usually not furious no so anyways that was my uh last bit of random news i do have one bit of nonsense for today though let's hear it yeah so we can move on to nonsense if you're done with the news you got any other news you want to share any stories you brought to us today Mm, no i don't have any good stories okay so I know we have mentioned in the past how both you and I love these ingenious uh, bioengineering or geoengineering uh-huh. plans for yeah. saving Where the planet. Where they're going to throw dust up in the air. The stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stir the oceans up and it's going to work out great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the most recent one is a sci- uh, headline I saw that said, quote, scientists proposed dumping 
7,400 gigatons of artificial snow on Antarctica. Uh, artificial snow. Does that yep. mean they're going to yeah. make Erratica. ice? And yeah. Then... So you and I live close enough to the ski resorts in the Sierra to know that when the season doesn't start early enough or doesn't they've go got... long enough, they've got to fake the snow. So they make snow, right? Okay. And so what can we do to stop Antarctica's ice sheets from disintegrating and causing the global rise in sea levels? We can dump 7.4 trillion tons of snow, suggesting it could stop the instability of the glaciers. Uh, let's see here. But how do we create the snow? What sort of environmental impact does that have? So mostly the problem lies in pumping the water out of the ocean, which requires an enormous amount of energy. The study suggests constructing a series of 12,000 wind turbines to enable the process to take place and then pumping artificial snow into two glaciers on the West Antarctic coast. The team suggests the activity would result in a 2 to 5 centimeter drop in sea level, but added weight of the artificial snow falling on the surface would shore up the glaciers. <sighs> so yeah, 12,000 wind turbines to desalinate and then pump the water out of the ocean to... It seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, exactly. But this is, this is, these are the brightest minds of our generation, Corinne, figuring out how, why don't we just maybe not burn fossil fuels for a bit? So actually, one of the authors of this study kind of basically said that, you know, we did this as a, as a point to show just how ridiculous these things are or whatever, like this isn't working. But some people literally took it and were like, yeah, it's feasible. Yeah, just as feasible as pumping all the dirt in the atmosphere or doing these other random things that they want to do. So the ideas around climate change are getting real ridiculous now. Yeah. So that Murphy bed, you guys. <laughs> Somebody cheer me Is that up. what they're called, a Murphy bed? So some old school would be Murphy bed. They call them now wall beds. I think that's a rebranding of it, so it seems less trashy. Was it named Murphy after Murphy Brown? <sighs> no, I don't believe Murphy Brown had a bed. She was a very strong, independent woman who would never have lived in a crappy studio apartment. Okay. Uh, no, I think it was probably the brand that originally produced them. I could be wrong. Actually, I totally don't know the answer to that. But wall beds are now what they're called. Wall beds. Some, sometimes still referred to as Part wall, part bed. Exactly. I'll comfort if you have your own mattress and it's not a futon because these are definitely not futons. It's kind of a futon. Anyway. So that was the news this week, Corinne. A little rough. It was a little rough. Not terrible, though. I've, I've tried had to, worse. I've tried to avoid too many of the bad stories. We didn't talk about... We didn't even talk about the toxic algae blooms. Shh, that's kind of like talking about it. We didn't talk about all this the people is kind that of have gotten... Like talking well, we talked about, about the, the flesh-eating virus in the past, didn't we? A couple, month, a couple weeks ago. I think so. Yeah. All the people getting that. Um, like all the beaches, I think in Mississippi or Louisiana are closed. Not Florida. That was Florida. They're never going to close the beaches in Florida. That's why you go to Florida. You well, go I, there. I know, but a day. bunch of ones in Florida had flesh eating viruses. They all Don't go to Florida, guys. There's no reason. This is my anti-Florida campaign. All um, right. Well, like, comment, yeah. review. Let's if, see. Next week, what are we going to do, Corinne? Uh, I have no idea. You tell me. Discuss depressing. Oh, next week is the end of our uh, Boy Scout. Ba merit badge have we decided that just now it's the end of july is that the new oh god we're already there again <laughs> it's the end of july Corinne. i'm sure you've been working diligently have on you it. oh i've got it all done no you don't yes i do you do i've been working on it every day we were gonna do it together and then oh, that you... is your fault <laughs> you said we were gonna do it together yeah that's called be good gamesmanship when when the when it comes time and mj comes in here to judge our projects i'm gonna have a nice manila binder it's gonna have all my stuff nice. I'm going to have a little file indents so and everything. So MJ's the judge? Yeah. Okay, good to know. <laughs> good to And you're going to come to the know. table with nothing. I'm going to come to the table with some bribes. With whatever you can come up with in the next seven days. I'm going to come to the table with some bribes. So yeah, if you're going to be dirty scoundrel and tell me we're doing the project together and then decide to do it on your own, 
I'm gonna yeah, have to play like dirty just like you. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see who's more prepared. You're, you're dirty little. <laughs> <laughs> this is very Russian of you. Oh, uh, just like the Russians. <laughs> very Russian of you. Well, despite my brother being a dirty, rotten scoundrel, you should review, like, comment, all that stuff. Yeah, next week, end of the uh, merit badge for emergency preparedness, one way or another. Success or failure. We'll see. We'll see. All right. See you guys next week. Have a good day. Oh,